This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. As always, there is a lot to talk about. Even good news. Get a load of those Olympic medals. I think we have now surpassed our medal haul from the previous Olympics in Rio. However, I think the overarching theme to this week is this question of mandatory vaccination. And as I've said before, I am completely scratching my head at the Ontario government's uh, stand on this because uh, I gather that people are part of their base, the most radical anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, but those are not the people that elected them to a majority government. And poll after poll and organization after organization has come out demanding this. Let me just read you the, re- the latest poll, and I'm a little confused by it because it doesn't Uh, The way it's worded, it sounds like mandatory vaccination for everybody. It says more than half of Canadians agree with mandatory vaccinations for people who can be vaccinated to stop the spread of COVID-19 variants. And 53% are in favor. This is a Nanos poll. Another 21% somewhat support it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think that most people want to make it mandatory for most people. I think what people want is mandatory vaccination for healthcare workers and education workers and proof of vaccination for being allowed into certain venues. And yesterday, Quebec uh, introduced a vaccine passport, and I think Legault hit it on the head. The people who have got their vaccinations, who have made the sacrifices, want to be able to do certain things without worrying who is sitting next to them. And even the prime minister, and frankly, he's a guy I think often wants to be all things to all people. He he was pretty clear. He said, people, it's time to get vaccinated. And he is considering mandating vaccination for federal workers and also for federally regulated industries. And that is a lot more than the federal workforce that's airlines, that's broadcasters. So uh, I think that's pretty sweeping. I mean, it follows what's happening in the United States, even in the United States, where I think there are a lot more anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers than there are here. Uh, they are moving ahead. Even in the United States, The yesterday, the state of Massachusetts ordained that that uh, workers in its nursing homes will have to be vaccinated. And the largest nursing home operator in the states has said the same thing. People will lose their jobs if not. So 
again, I do not see the reluctance here. I mean, it's kind of the rights of the majority versus the minority. And I agree. Everyone has the right to decide not to be vaccinated, but they don't have the right to work with vulnerable populations. And just before I start taking those calls, I mean, the the thing with schools is really a head scratcher because it makes no sense. There are already nine vaccines that are mandatory for kids and for teachers and education workers. So why exclude the one that is most dangerous to us now? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. Let us begin with John in Toronto. Hi, John. Hi. Uh, with regards to Mr. Ford, um, it was mo- it was many of people that vo- uh, supported him that um, felt deceived. So if he's doing the right thing now, that that that's an important thing. Uh, you you stated earlier on that the ones that supported him are not the ones he's he's um, serving. I, uh, I, I'm I not sure what you're that. getting at. I'm just referring to the comment you made two minutes ago. You you said that Mr. Ford is not serving the people. He's not serving a majority of people with his stand on uh, mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers. He's elected uh, with a majority government. But 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 a lot of his supporters actually don't support. I mean, and all the name calling aside, they don't support. Uh, being um, given an ultimatum, though, whatever you call a choice, I'm calling that an ultimatum. Uh huh. Well, it, yeah. That I, I'm just saying, you, you to get a majority government, a majority of people have to vote for you, and a majority of people uh, agree with mandatory vaccination for healthcare workers and education workers. Well, there's a lot of stats, lies, the more stats, the more lies, the manipulation, and our choice is not really our choice if we've been bombarded with. With, um, uh, with repeated uh, indoctrination and propaganda over the whole entire year and nine months or so. Okay, yeah, but you don't have the, you you can do whatever you want, but you don't have to work with the vulnerable person. Okay, Jason in Etobicoke. Hi, Jason. Hey, Libby. Happy Friday. Thanks. Happy Friday uh, to you. <laughs> thank you. Um, basically, I want to talk about uh, Andrea Horvath with the Ontario NDP's retraction of uh, what she said in terms of uh, her walking back her statement on mandatory vaccines. Okay, well, let's just refresh people's memories. And if you were listening to our newscasts, you probably heard this. But a couple of days ago, she was doing an interview on television with Stephen Del Duca, the liberal leader who has been in favor of mandatory vaccination. She said she she thought it violated people's rights. She took a lot of criticism. And then yesterday, she issued a statement saying, I made a mistake. Really, this is the right thing to do. So go ahead, Jason. So my opinion on that is basically, um, and this is this is my opinion, um, is that what she did was the right thing. I'm glad she walked it back because um, it's important. You're working with vulnerable people, and I've, I've called in before to say about this before, and I, I believe in this type of thing. When you're working with vulnerable populations, this is a necessary thing you have to do. 
Now, one of the points about that as well is that anybody who is um, talking about how, like, Stephen Del Duca is better in this regard for doing this, well, he was part of the same administration that still deregulated long-term care and, and helped with the privatization that the conservatives did. This man is not, is not about doing the same thing. He's part, he's part and parcel responsible for the same death we just saw. So, like, I'm not trying to do like a, um, like he said, he said, she said type thing, but, um, it's to say that one, one is better than the other simply for the mistakes they made. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that one is better than the other. I'm saying that that he was always oh, in favor you, of it. I'm not. I'm not saying you. And you, she, she, uh, she, she changed her mind. That's good. You know, sometimes this conservative government they've walked back things when they've realized they've made a mistake. And, oh, Libby, what haven't they walked back? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so far they haven't walked back uh, this refusal for mandating vaccines for healthcare workers. But I oh, think the pressure is growing. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I agree, and I, I wasn't saying that about uh, what you were saying. I was just saying overall, I've seen an uh, I've seen an opinion out there about like, well, like this person's better than this person for this. I'm like, yeah, they've all made mistakes. Like, let's not. Let's like calm down here. <laughs> yeah, they've all made mistakes. But, you, you know, the interesting thing, Jason, uh, that I've seen on this issue is there. I, I have to call the vaccinated people like the silent majority. They're, you know, people who usually go about their business and, and don't mouth off too much. But people are really angry that uh, they've done everything, they've suffered in their businesses, and they still uh, feel like the majority of people who don't want to do this are being coddled, and, and they have to suffer and keep having big restrictions because of them. People 100%. are really angry. Uh, it, 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 sometimes I would even say it's sort of bordering on rage. I think that politicians, and it looks like the liberals have read these polls, read these tea leaves. Uh, uh, I think that politicians are at their peril on this, frankly. What? Oh, I totally, I, I totally agree. But do I have faith in the fact that the same government, the same, the guy who's part of the same government who let the, who let these deregulations, who let go of SARS, uh, regulations. Is it was Harris that started the, the privatization of, of yes, nursing homes. The liberals also start also got rid of the public health stuff because people stopped caring. Well, do they they that, they did a lot of things wrong. In in my opinion, uh, they were in power for a long time, and on the health system, I think they got a lot of things wrong. But sure. um, and they all have government does. Uh, do I think they'll indemnify uh, corporations to be able to say, like, listen, you can't be vaccinated to come in? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> well, that 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 was uh, the suggestion I heard from the former finance minister, Charles Souza, who is one of our regular panelists. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea. Same. I agree. I don't I doubt they'll do it, though. <laughs> well, we'll see if they'll do it. Uh, you know, businesses actually are part of their constituency. Jason, exactly. thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay, Pat in Newmarket. Hello, Pat. Hi. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I just have a question. I don't know it. Do the restaurant servers, like the cooks and the people that serve the food and that, and even in bars, do they have to be vaccinated? No. Oh. No, no. nobody has to be vaccinated. 
what what the big push right now is is to have healthcare workers, people who deal with uh, you know people who are sick, immunocompromised, frail. Uh, yeah. They don't even have to be vaccinated. Oh, okay. Nobody has to be. And, uh, you know, in in some places, not everywhere, like the University Health Network has said, if people are not vaccinated, then they have to have tests once a week. Oh, okay. Uh, but they don't have to be vaccinated. In nursing homes, they now have to disclose and they have to submit to education if they're not vaccinated, but they still do not have to be vaccinated dealing with a very vulnerable population. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, And education workers, as I said, they need to have uh, nine vaccines, but not the COVID. Let me give the numbers out again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So uh, what do you think? Uh, You know, I've just read this poll that I think uh, is advocating that everybody has to be vaccinated. I don't think that's right. But And what about vaccine passports? The Premier of Quebec just introduced it, which means that you would have to prove you're vaccinated to get into certain places, especially if the Delta virus spreads. And also our numbers. We have had the worst numbers this week in months. The Delta variant is dangerous. Let's take a call from Daryl in Toronto. Hi, Daryl. Hi, how you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm doing okay. I just wanted to uh, express the other day, Doug Ford said something about he didn't think uh, you know, the, the vaccine passport or making people take it even in the healthcare system. He didn't think that that was constitutional. And uh, I just want to remind everybody that what your panel said would be forgotten was that Doug Ford was ready to use the notwithstanding clause even before the courts had ruled on his ability to change the number of councillors in the city. And as soon as uh, he had some legislation that was uh, uh, decided by the court to be unconstitutional, he pulled out the notwithstanding clause to stifle any, you know, legitimate critique of his upcoming election. I, I don't I don't want to get into uh, the real legalities. I've asked a number of people who know constitutional law, and they basically said, this is not something that the Constitution deals with. Okay. Uh, so uh, that that it's it's kind of moot. And mm-hmm. I should probably get an expert to explain why they think that. I mean, you can't force anybody to put something in their body, and nobody suggests you should. No, I understand that they have freedom of choice over that, but once you make your choice freely, you do not have freedom over the consequences. Exactly. Absolutely. They have to own up to that, and that involves the you know the the passport and everything like that. As you said, people that have you know done everything they can to mitigate the situation uh, should be entitled to get back to a normal life and enjoy it without the threat of those who, for whatever reason or lack of reason, uh, you know, are against getting vaccinated. You Absolutely, don't have the right to endanger other people. Absolutely, and and uh, uh, another thing. This is interesting. My husband told me this. He he went to lunch at 
a place. Uh, he just happened to be there. He was the only customer at the time, so he was talking to the owner. And the owner was really angry, saying he doesn't want to have to be the one that polices his customers. And in New York City, for example, the, the and they don't have the power, the city doesn't have the power to do it here, but politicians, you know, they... they uh, took the responsibility and they said, you need to be vaccinated to dine in. And if there's a rule like that, then it's not on the owner. And they are angry that this government is putting everything on them. Well, again, I mean, it's all just based on Doug trying to get reelected and, you know, just to point out, he doesn't really care about human rights in that sense. He just, you know, he's trying to get himself reelected. And also, it's just, you know, the people that don't want to get vaccinated. I mean, to me, it's like, if you were going into a boxing match, you, would, uh, you wouldn't just say, all right, I'm just going to go up there and do it. I have arms, I have fists, I have muscles. You would, you would prepare for it. You would train for it. You would pump up your muscles for it. And as far as I'm concerned, all the vaccine does is pump up your body and get it ready to fight off this thing when it finally hits you. Okay, Daryl, thanks for your call. Um, yeah, I mean, the, what I'm saying about this stand by the conservative government is, you know, some people are saying he just wants to get reelected. I think this puts his reelection in danger because, again, he's got a majority government. It's it's not some fringe of his party that is giving him a majority government. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we have to take a break. Let me give the numbers out again. And maybe there's something else you want to talk about. There's the Olympics. You know, a couple of weeks ago, as we were heading into them, people were saying, ah, I'm not going to watch. But I've got to tell you, I've been watching and it's great to see our Canadian athletes doing so well. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 866 740-4740. And uh, also, speaking of getting back to normal activities, I went to the theater last night. Are you ready to do that? We will be back after the break with more of your calls and your comments. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this free-for-all Friday. We've been talking about the concept of mandatory vaccinations. You know, I have a hunch that we are coming, or our politicians are coming around to it. We've heard about a vaccine passport introduced yesterday in Quebec by Francois Legault. Uh, Doug Ford is adamantly against it. Uh, but we have the prime minister saying he's considering mandatory vaccinations for federal workers and for federally regulated industries. A lot of people, a majority of people want mandatory vaccinations for healthcare workers and education workers at the very least. 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. 
I think that probably a majority of our listeners are vaccinated. And I also want to know, are you resuming so-called normal activities? Uh, I've got to tell you, I went to the theater, the first live theater production since March of 2020 last night. On the weekend, I will be going to dine inside, granted in a very kind of big, airy space at a restaurant. So slowly, slowly, yeah, why not? So I'd like to hear from you. Are you ready for any of those things? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Mark in Burlington. Hello, Mark. Uh, hi, Libby. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, just a quick comment. I had two parents pass away in nursing homes the last five years peacefully. No issues, no disease, no sickness. The PSWs and the nurses were unbelievable. So, as my parents left the nursing home, they even stood at the doorway on two lineups on each side to bid farewell. My whole point of this is they are they were completely helpless and dependent on the workers that were there. Why not give them the best? Vaccinated workers, vaccinated PSWs, nurses, and so on, because they don't have a choice in the nursing home. We do outside. So that's my point, and I just thought I'd mention it. Okay, well, I, I, I think a lot of people agree with you, and I think uh, you're... Um, I'm, I think your radio is up because that was an echo. So, uh, people, just a reminder, love to hear from you, but you have to turn your radio down when you are on because there's a delay. Uh, let us go to Alan Scarborough. Hello, Al. Oh, hi. Hi, Levy. How are you? Fine. How are you? Good, 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 good. Thank you. Yeah, I I feel strong. Uh, I have strong uh, feeling about the subject. That's why I decided to make a phone call. I really believe people should be forced to vaccinate everyone, every person in Ontario. Because these people who don't do that, not only they put themselves in danger, they, you know, when they end up in hospital, they take beds, they use, the doctors have to be there, the nurses, and, the, and we need these doctors and nurses and the beds for people waiting for surgeries, cancer surgery, hip surgery, other. So they're being very selfish. How about we say to them, if you refuse to take back the vaccine, you should pay for your health costs when you end up in hospital. You know, I have heard that from an increasing number of people. Uh, personally, I think, uh, you know, when you start with something like that, it, it can take you to a very bad place. I mean, are you going to tell people who smoke that they can't get their cancer surgery? Well, no, this has been once in 100 years, this thing. And it's, we are... We are in a state of emergency. We got to do take a drastic measures to get these people vaccinated because they are being silly. They are being stupid. Just get the vaccine and and so we can get on with our lives. Well, exactly. And we have been warned that a fourth wave can be fueled by people who are unvaccinated. So again, I don't understand why the authorities are coddling them and refusing to mandate vaccinations, at least for healthcare workers and education workers Absolutely. Yes. and, and, and the, passports. The problem is, I believe we don't have strong politicians. They, they, they care about 
they get elected and uh, it's unfortunate. It's not like the good old days when our politicians were strong enough to stand up and tell people what they they supposed to do. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I know when that was, Al. Thanks for your call. Uh, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about vaccines for a change. We've been talking about that for a very long time and whether they should be mandated, at least for some people. And what about vaccine passports? That means showing some kind of provable proof before you can get into certain things like live shows or indoor dining or things like that. Uh, And in a minute, I'll tell you, I, I had a very interesting experience last night. I went to live theater. It was very distant. It distanced. It was very different from what we are used to. It was very interesting. Uh, but, um, you know, um, I think that the producers want to get also back to more traditional types of theaters with big audiences because they're not going to be able to make ends meet. We There were 50 people and we were sitting on the stage, and you can't mount a production like that. Again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. So what do you think about mandatory vaccination? And also, uh, are you doing anything that you haven't been doing for the last few months now that some of the restrictions are eased? Let's go to John in Hamilton. Hello, John. Hello. Um, I just wanted some clarification. I, uh, I understand that the vaccine, from what I understand, prevents you from becoming seriously ill and possibly not dying. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So now, with you got the vaccine, can you, you can still contact the COVID and yep. you could still pass it on, correct? Yep, correct. Well, you mentioned just recently on your show there something about a fourth wave. Are they're thinking that it may be from those not vaccinated? But if you are vaccinated and you can still pass that on, why are they targeting the people that are not vaccinated? Because there is such a thing as herd immunity, and uh, we have too many unvaccinated people. Uh, to to have herd immunity because this new variant is very very contagious, uh, and uh, the v- virus keeps mutating. So the more people that get it, the more chances are that there are going to be new variants, which are not a good thing. Uh, they originally said that they needed seventy or eighty percent. That's from the first. Uh, COVID that we had, you know, back a year and a half ago. And now with this variant, they're saying, you know, 90% have to be vaccinated for herd immunity. And we aren't getting there. So that is what the authorities are saying. John, thanks for your call. But it's true, you can still get it. And that is why uh, people who have had the vaccine want to know when they go to public places that everyone else has too. Let's take a call from April in Mississauga. Hello, April. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I'm just uh, 
calling to say that I wish we could all get this uh, vaccination passport. I've been vaccinated for since February, double vaccinated. Uh, essential caregiver could not go in to see my son for eight months when he was in long-term care. Uh, 21 people died that were living in the long-term care. I'm so sorry. Uh, pardon? I'm so sorry. And the thing was that it was being brought in by staff. Yep. Who, of course, this is the thing. Nobody has to get the vaccination. And I'm in accord with all the people that think that if you're working in the medical field, uh, you need to be vaccinated. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, again, I do not get the reluctance. I have never been so stressed out as wondering how my son was for eight months when I couldn't see him. And he's already got a traumatic brain injury after he was hit by a drunk driver. Hit and run. So you can just imagine oh. the stress. I, yes. And is it better now? Presumably you can get in to see him? Yes, I can. Um, I've done everything I've had to do, get the double vaccination as of February. Now I'm looking forward to when they decide that we should get a booster. But I'm quite happy to have that vaccination passport and carry it around. And the other thought that I have, I went to a Blue Jay game. Oh, good for uh, you. On Tuesday, and I thought, okay, I've got my, my uh, mask on. But the guy next to me, no mask unless he was going up to get more beer. Oh, dear. Yeah, you and and how close next to you was it? How was what? Was he was he sitting right next to you or was it just kind of like his knees were touching mine, like your your elbow to elbow? Really? Okay, I thought I thought it would have been distanced. No, they're putting everybody in the one hundred and the two hundred levels. My sisters had uh, season tickets for twenty years, and they decided they weren't going to take them any of the tickets that are available because they could see how they were going to be sitting. Hmm. Now well, you have to have the you have to have the mask on when you're up in the con, the concessions and when you're walking around and the staff all have them on, but the people get to their seat and they're only supposed to take it off to eat and drink. But they're doing a lot of that as well. But they nobody behind me, nobody in front of me, under the age of thirty five had a mask on at all, and they're yelling and screaming. And I had mine on, and I was I'm just hoping and praying that I don't get come down with something. Yeah, you know what? It's it's very interesting. Like I said, I was at the theater yesterday, and I was talking to some of the people there uh, who had been to other locations, like some museums, and I think it's kind of hit and miss, because I asked, well, how was it at that museum? And they said there was no distancing, nobody paid attention, it was, it was kind of chaotic. And at this Mervis show, boy, it was so organized and so distanced. You know, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have worried about anything. But April, thanks for that, and I I hope you enjoyed the game anyway. Yes, and we won, so it was great. Okay, thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. 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 Uh, who is next? Let us go to Ian in Durham. Hello, Libby. Hi. Um, I'm for a vaccine passport, and I'm for everybody as, as much as possible getting vaccinated. I would include firefighters, EMS, police in that, too. Um, they've all got a stake in this. But I also wanted to ask you, Libby, with regards to wearing masks now, I'm not sure of this point, and that's why I wanted to ask. Are we who are vaccinated now partly wearing masks because there's people out there that aren't? Uh, yeah, partly. 
And so, I think as one of our callers pointed out, uh, the, the vaccine isn't completely foolproof, and it certainly protects against serious illness and death, but you can still contract it. So, yeah, vaccine uh, masks are still a good idea, and I think we're all used to wearing them, eh? Yeah, but it feels like people who are vaccinated now on some level we're almost being punished because of the people that haven't been vaccinated. Well, I I would agree with that. But you, um, where are you calling from? Are you in in the car or something? Yes, I'm on uh, the 115, just coming back from Peterborough in Durham. Okay, yeah, you, the call is a little noisy. Ian, thanks for your call. All righty, let's go to Melanie in St. Catharines. Hi, Melanie. Hello. 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 Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. I'm just calling. Um, I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, um, but this vaccine in particular seems to be creating a divide in society, which is heartbreaking. We've had enough division. And also, it's still not been fully authorized for use. It hasn't undergone the studies that any other vaccine in history it has. It has undergone the studies. It, there is all kinds of scientific proof. There have been big advances. You're right. It hasn't had full approval because those things take time. It has emergency approval. And it's millions and millions and millions of people have received it. Understood. I just question the legality of mandatory on something that hasn't been fully... Like the, the pharmaceutical website, Moderna and Pfizer have indicated studies will not be completed until 2023. So we are in the third phase of the study. Well, we, the people receiving it. Well, they they have been shown to work. And uh, they're talking about, it says you're an education worker. So what would you do if you were mandated to take the vaccine? Would you quit instead? I would. You would. I would, and I would take legal action against it. But again... Good luck with that, I would say. But in democratic society, I'm just that Canadians are so one way. Well, it's because they don't want to be endangered by people who don't believe the science. It's your it's your prerogative. But, you oh, know, if you go to school and spread this and somebody takes it home to their baby brother who dies, that's not a good outcome. But Melanie, um, so far, you're in the clear. Thanks for your call. All right, we have to take another break. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've been talking about mandatory vaccination. Also interesting, our last caller said she's not an anti-vaxxer, but she would quit if she had to take the vaccine, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyway... 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We've got to take another break. We'll have more when we come back. And uh, it's a beautiful weekend. Are you going to do anything that maybe you haven't done for a while? Are you going to a show, going to a restaurant? Let us know when we come back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Excuse me, excuse me, I 
Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Welcome back to this Free For All Friday. We've been talking about mandatory vaccinations. Most people want it. Some people do not. Uh, we're talking about healthcare workers and education workers who come into contact with uh, a frail population. And, you know, people 12 and up can get the vaccine, but the younger children can't. So basically, they are depending on older people to protect them by getting vaccinated. Now, it's true they don't get as sick as older people, but that's not everybody. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Murray and Malton. Hi, Murray. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? No, not too bad. Listen, this this, uh, vaccine passport, if uh, Doug Ford did issue one and uh, I went to uh, South Africa, let's say, would they even know where Ontario is? <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, depending on where you go, right, some places wouldn't even know what Ontario is, right? So I, I think it should be a Canadian passport. Well, the feds are apparently looking at it for international travel, but I guess it's it's up to the province to decide if they will issue this for entry to certain locations like uh, uh, indoor in a restaurant or at a show, uh, yes. because the, the province is in charge of that here. I mean, uh, New York City just introduced those things, the mayor of New York City, but it's a different jurisdiction, and he's got the power to say, hey— you got to be vaccinated to dine indoors, and and I'm issuing this passport. And and Manitoba's done it, and now yeah. Quebec has done it. Yeah, Quebec is doing it too. But uh, like I say, if it was Canadian passport, then you wouldn't have to worry about where you went, right? Yeah, you well, they're they're Alberta, thinking of, or of, you could go around the world. Yeah, they are thinking of doing that. I think they should hurry up. And yes, I think so, too, because I, I think that's what Doug Ford is waiting for. Instead of every province having their own passport, right, uh, make it a Canadian passport. And then there's no confusion. Most places know Canada, but like I said, he goes to from Ontario. Where's that? He's saying that he is against uh, requiring vaccination for anything right now. Well, uh, that's what he's saying now. Earlier on, he was saying he wasn't going to go the route of uh, a vaccine passport. And I believe that reason on his own was because he also thinks that it should be a Canadian passport, not a province passport. Yeah, but he is against saying that you have to be vaccinated to get into Mm -hmm. anything. But we'll see if he changes his mind on that, Murray. Thanks for your call. I think he will, because the the polls, uh, most politicians follow the polls. And if he wants to get reelected, he's going to have to go with a majority vote. Well, I I would agree with that, which is why I find it so strange where he's at on this. Thanks. Let us go to Anita in Riverdale. Hi, Anita. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay, I'll I'll try to be succinct. Um, So uh, I'm a supply teacher. And I've been in this situation, I usually like go with the flow, uh, where um, a special, I got transferred from a grade one class that I knew, 
uh, to a kindergarten class because they're short. And then they had a special needs child, and he didn't have to wear a mask. And then I'm like, okay, but I didn't feel comfortable. I have um, a miracle a grandson. He's in vitro, uh, five years, and et cetera. And uh, luckily, they moved me back to the grade one class. But I was really, uh, you know, on the spot, and I was ready to say I'm not comfortable with this uh, because, you know, you're in there. You want to be treated like everyone else, so let's just all do the same thing. Because I really think we're all in, in this boat together. Um, if it is result of data function that you, you can't predict the trajectory of this, so you have to do your uh, best effort. Uh, it doesn't mess with your DNA. So that was a concern in the beginning. Oh, that was that's a conspiracy theory. So you're, you're thinking in the education was kind of like, is this gonna? But you know that's not true. So my husband and I, we both had, you know, double doses and we're fine. And I think with things like, uh, you know, you have smallpox and that was a global effort. Uh, if you're pregnant, you know, they look for German measles. Like some things we've already dealt with like globally and we've eradicated because it was a concerted effort. Yeah, but, and you know what? You're talking about measles. Well, measles has resurged in some places because of anti-vaxxers. And it's not benign for everybody. But mm-hmm. Anita, so you're a teacher and you think teachers should be required to have this vaccine? You have nine other vaccines. Yeah, I say have the vaccine for sure. Because And when they go out to recess and you're supervising, um, they, they don't have to wear the mask. They get up close and they are supposed to stick in their cohort groups, but that doesn't always happen. And, you know, they're playing Pokemon or they're drawing like Kids are kids, so it's really hard to uh, police that the whole time. And you, in some ways, you feel like, oh, man, whatever I did in the classroom just got wiped out. <laughs> um, and I've heard a lot of other teachers say that as well. Uh, uh, as far as what I'm doing currently now, um, I'm obviously not still going to get any chances because I'm a new grandparent. Uh, but um, I went to Ontario Place, and so they have the jazz on. Uh, so that was nice to listen to. I wouldn't have done that before. Uh, kayaking and also I might go on the, uh, tall ship, which is something I never would have done before. I'd obviously social distance, but I feel things are opening up, but you have to still be very cautious. And if I see a group of people, I still put on the mask. Yeah. If I'm just walking a nature walk, no, I don't put it on. Yep. Uh, sounds all sounds good. Anita, thanks for your call. Okay, thank you so much for having this show. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Let's go to Ron in Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hello, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. I'll make it quick. Um, I've been double vaccinated. I had a, uh, I wouldn't say a bad reaction to the second Pfizer, but um, people say, well, do you regret getting the second Pfizer? I says, no, I says, I don't. Um, I'm a senior, I'm 73. I'm also a school bus driver. The school kids are all going back full buses. So with no precautions whatsoever. So, but as far as I'm concerned, um, if you want to drive a car, you, you have to have a driver's license. If you want to go places and you want to have a job where you're dealing with other people, you should be double vaccinated. 
simple. It, it seems simple anyway, but I guess there's, um, I think Doug Ford is, if he doesn't change his mind soon, he's going to regret it for a lot of reasons in the next election. I, I think so too, because I think, uh, from what I've seen from people calling the show and also, you know, people I talk to outside of the show, this is something that people are very passionate about and angry about. Because, you know, we've all had our lives impacted and especially depends on what happens if there's a bad fourth wave fueled by the unvaccinated and they haven't been asked to vaccinate for certain professions or to do certain things, uh, people are going to be angry. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just think that if you're in a position where you're dealing with the public, um, I, I think it, you, you should have to be, I asked my bus company today, are you going to mandate that, uh, we, they said, no, we can't mandate that the drivers be, um, vaccinated. Um, but I, we've had, uh, bus drivers even before that said, no, they weren't going to drive any of the kids. And now that they're, they're going to have be struggling even more now because they're saying, wait a second. Some of these kids, especially with the Delta variant, I mean, a lot of these kids, they're asymptomatic. You have no idea whether they're uh, carrying the virus or not. Exactly. Um, I, I think that that in particularly in that job, you'd be foolish for your own health to uh, take that job without being vaccinated. Yes. Anyway, uh, thanks, Libby. I'll let you get to some other callers. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Yeah. Let's go to Glenn in Grimsby. And Glenn, you're a first-time caller? I am, yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Go ahead. So I've got a, a, a conundrum or a quandary here. I don't think we should be forcing anybody to take anything they don't want to for, for, for many, many reasons. Um, one, uh, you know, I, I would like to sort of put it to you this way. I think, um, I think for one... It goes to uh, forcing, uh, let's say, a, a, a woman to... Yeah, no, I mean, nobody's saying that anybody should be forced to do anything. We're just saying that if you want to deal with vulnerable people, that's a requirement. But you to, I wouldn't tell anybody what to do with their own body. Never. Where'd he go? He's gone. Okay. Deanne in Milton. Hi, Deanne. Hello. How are you? Fine. How are you? Wonderful. Um, I guess my comment is is quite similar. I don't think that we should have to have the vaccines because more or less, I think people are becoming rather complacent thinking that's the answer to everything. But it isn't. It's being vigilant. It's making sure that we are wearing our masks, that we're keeping clean, that we're looking after people. Until everybody started sanitizing everything from shopping carts to door handles and things, Everybody had colds and flus. That was down significantly. Right. And now that we know that that's not the main mode of transmission, we will have colds and flus again. That's my prediction. Absolutely. And I agree. Um, But I think it isn't even only that. I think people have to be vigilant. I'm in the school system. Whenever I was in school, I was always washing my hands. I was making sure. I mean, kids use keyboards. They sneeze on them. You name it. And what we would do is I was found as long as I was in school and doing this and being cautious, I wasn't getting sick. 
I would seem to get sick on my days off, uh, like if I had Christmas or something. But I just, I just think that we have to get away from the idea that vaccine is the be-all and end-all. It's I mean, not, yes, but uh, it's the, the experts say it is our best defense, and we've got Absolutely. this variant now that is much more transmissible. Yes. Uh, now, one so, of the other things is we've had vaccines in the past, which are traditional vaccines, and they have helped to eradicate up to a point with the smallpox, measles, and so on. But there is a really good one out there that hasn't been approved here yet, which is Novavax. And it's using a lot of the traditional ideas to vaccinate. I, I have personal chemical allergies, so I cannot use these vaccines, the mRNA vaccines. I've been good the past year and a half. I've been doing everything I have to do. I wash my hands. I keep away from people, so on. Um, I'm going to have a really difficult time if I have to have a passport and have to have a vaccine. Well, why didn't you get AstraZeneca? Oh, I, I won't do that. I won't. AstraZeneca makes me nervous. My nephew in his 40s ended up with a, being in the hospital after having AstraZeneca. So I'm nervous even about that. I am keeping with my medical, um, you know, personnel and everything and keeping track of this. And I think by September, they're probably going to bring in the Novavax, which I will then look at. Yeah, and they have Johnson & Johnson. Anyway, good luck to you, Deanne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah. So um, what can I say? I think our previous caller was right when he was saying that the politicians will pay a price politically if they don't deal with this, because it is definitely a majority of us who have been vaccinated, who want to know that the people of, around us are vaccinated as well. So we don't have to worry. There's a big variant here. Uh, and um, yeah, even even this week, uh, today, our numbers are bigger than they have been in a long time. And I certainly hope that that is not a foretaste of things to come. In the meantime, the weather is gorgeous. We are heading into a nice weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. That's all the time we have for Fight Back for today and for the week. And I'll be back here on Monday. Bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.